Badger fans, we've made it to round three. Honestly, we're just happy to be alive. We're happy to keep on going. I mean, it got a little tricky there against Liberty. Trajan, let's talk about that game on Sunday. There's only two Big Ten teams left in in, uh, postseason play right now. Michigan State and Wisconsin, that's all I'm going to say. Liberty and Bradley were both better than Fairleigh Dickinson, and they beat Purdue. So, I, I, case point right there. I don't know if that's a case in point. <laughs> Very different tournaments. Fairleigh <laughs> Dickinson. Bradley and Liberty were both good than Fairleigh Dickinson. I know. All that. right, fair. But hey, we managed to squeak it out with a four-point win. And who was the big star, Trajan? Chucky. Chucky came out to play. I was a little surprised. Were you? Stephen Crowell. Stephen Crowell did his job. No, that technical foul. That technical foul on Stephen Crowell was the life of the Badgers right there. Fired me up. Yeah. A big Steve's got to keep more level. He's got to keep more level head. You got to remember, you are you play in the Big Ten. You play for Wisconsin. Liberty is not anywhere near what you are. You got to become level headed there because that was a huge swing in the game right there. You went from what was it? Would have been tied, but he missed one of the free throws, so he hit three. Well, could have been a, it could have been a tie ball game when Chucky came down and hit that shot, made him go up by three at the half. It could have been only going up by two at the half. So you got to be more careful if you're Stephen Crowell in that situation. I understand the situation, and the situation did call for it because there was no initial call because Crowell did get dragged down to the ground. That should have been the initial call. They didn't call it. you got to keep your level head. Don't retaliate on that. But it was good to see Chucky. It was good to finally – it wasn't from three, too. He finally got back to the Chucky that we remembered where he was more of a driver. You watched him. He was great finishing the basketball, and that's what he did in that game is he finished at the rim finally. All season it's been, you know, these layups, missing layups, left and right, can't get this layup goal, can't get this one. This game was – it was one off of layups. What, they, they hit one three? Yeah. Klesman hit the one three with yep. like two to go. Other than that – there was not a three in this game by Wisconsin. They shot a lot. They couldn't hit. That's where you worry. Is this Wisconsin team going to find the three-point stroke going into Oregon? Because they're going to need it. They're going to need some three-pointers to fall against Oregon if they're going to stay in this thing. Because, I mean, it's been good to see the paint. It's been good to see against Bradley and Liberty how much they're controlling the paint and how much Crowell's working and Wall and Gilmore and even Chucky getting down there in the post. He had a mismatch there against Liberty. He took advantage. It was good to see it, but you're going to need these threes to fall, especially against Oregon coming out. Yeah, Oregon's definitely going to be, you know, tougher. They're not going to be able to control the inside. You're not going to have Stephen Crowell, who clearly has four inches on everyone and can easily just shoot over the top of them. He's going to have to. He might still. He probably can, but Oregon's going to be tougher. They're just going to be tougher inside compared to, like, Bradley and Liberty is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at. But, yeah, were you expecting a – 27, 27 point effort from Chucky? No, I was thinking maybe like 15 at max. I These guys keep blowing me out of the water, though. I expected Crowell to be the leading scorer with like 15, 16. He went for 36. I expect Chuck and Crowell to do it again, and then all of a sudden Chucky goes for 27. So it's hard to keep up. But then you watch some of these, if they could get some of these, Chucky especially could get some of them threes to fall. I don't know how that one in the corner he had that it hit everything. That was just the batter's luck that day. Because his three from the corner, wide open, literally hit every part of the rim and came back out. So it's like, you can't buy a basket at that point. That's when I was like, okay, this game's going to be one inside. They did it. 
it was one of those games where you can look at it and say Wisconsin shouldn't have won. They had a lot of – Liberty had a lot of shots at the end that rimmed in and out or putbacks that didn't go in, and it was kind of one of those where it was a nail-biter. You were, like, on the edge of your seat trying to say, holy crap, are they going to pull this thing out? And they did, and that's what you do this time of year is survive in advance. You look at how many good teams in the tournament have fallen, in the big tournament, have fallen already, and that's what they lacked was – you know, hanging on just these little, these little games, Virginia against Furman, you know, they didn't have the luck on their side. Furman had the luck. Wisconsin had the luck in this game. And you hope going into Oregon, you just put together a complete game like you did against Bradley. I know Bradley and Oregon, not in the same caliber of team wise, you know, personnel and all that kind of stuff. But Bradley is still a decent, they were a decent team. They, they could have put up with a lot of these big teams. And that's where you look at that game. And what Wisconsin did is they put a complete game together. They didn't just play one half. They played both halves. Good basketball. Limited the turnovers. Rebounded. And Crowell, I mean, you didn't expect Crowell to take over, but he took over. And that's in those games what you have to do. And that's where against Oregon, you look at the same thing. You want to see one of these guys take over, just like Chucky did in the last game, just like Crowell did before that. I don't know. Is this Tyler Wall's game? Is this Klesman's game? We're going to find out. Yeah. Again, I wanted to see Isaac Lindsay. Where is he? Why is he not playing? Like, He sat at the scores table for a while trying to come in in the first half. But still, like, why is he not playing? Why, why, why? I just... Well, I think what I can only fathom and to guess is that when you looked at the rosters that Wisconsin has gone up against in the past two games, they've been small. And in that aspect, I could see guard playing McGee more than playing Lindsley because Lindsley's a little bit bigger of a guy. He's not as quick as McGee. Liberty had that smaller guard, that Foster, and that's where McGee was better against him because he is a smaller guy. So it was kind of like in that game, I understood it. Game before that, Bradley, I could have seen Lindsley get a little bit more minutes. But in that game, I saw McGee just because of his quickness. McGee's a little bit quicker than Lindsley, and that's where I think he got the the nod to play in that game over Lindsley. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to see him in. Like he he played really well at the end of the year in like that Ohio State game and against Michigan, and I just I wanted to see him in. As desperate as they were for an outside shot, I'm not. I was surprised that they didn't at least give him a nod to at least let him fire one up and see if it went in because. Klesman wasn't hitting. Uh, they were all open shots. Asijan had a lot of open shots and missed them. Chucky had a couple open ones. I mean, it wasn't like they missed their misses were bad. It was just like the rim didn't want it that day. They weren't just, they couldn't buy a three. And that's where, I don't know, maybe if you gave uh, Lindsley a shot, maybe he'd been the guy to come in and step up and hit a big shot because that's what, I mean, we were texting. That's what we were saying. They need. It's almost like right now they need a big three. They were down by four or five. It was like, you need a big three right now because they were just going back and forth, back and forth. And a big three would have stepped that up. Well, then they had to play the game. And it was impressive to see them play the game and win it without the three ball. I know Klesman hit the one with two to go, and that was huge. But it was like they won it without the three, and that's good. That's a good sign. But the bad sign is your three-point shooting has gone downhill ever since Ohio State. It has been going even farther south. Because Bradley, they, were, they weren't terrible, but they weren't great. And now you look at this Liberty game, you hit one. It's going to have to get stepped up against Oregon. Otherwise, you're going to have to score 80 points in the paint. Yeah, I agree. So what do they need? What needs to be the biggest factor against Oregon, do you think? Oregon is uh, 
they're gonna be they're gonna be this, they're a matchup for Wisconsin. They're pound for pound same size. The big man for Oregon is uh, Dante. He's he's six eleven. He's gonna match up with Crowell just fine. Their guards are quick. They can hit the uh, they can hit it from outside, but they they're they're a team that tends to want to drive. They're a, more of a we're gonna get to the basket. We're gonna beat you at the basket kind of team. They're not overly great three point shooters. Thirty three percent. Highest is 36. They're not going to beat you from out there. Their big man's not going to step out and shoot the three. And that's where it's going to help a lot because if this te- if this Oregon team tries to do a lot of pick and rolls, like we've seen a lot of teams do against Wisconsin, it's going to be tough for um, it's going to be tough for Oregon to try to beat Wisconsin playing pick and roll because Wisconsin's so good at that help. And they don't need to help out on the big man because he cannot shoot the three. He does not, he hasn't. He hasn't attempted a three this year. He doesn't shoot the three ball. And that's where I think that's going to help Wisconsin out is they're so good in the pick and roll, but now you just took the big man. There is no pick and pop anymore. It's pick and roll. So now you just have to, you know, help get back. Simple as that. Fight through screens. It's Oregon is nothing that you haven't seen this year in as Wisconsin. They played against some great backcourts. They played Kansas. Kansas had a great backcourt. You played some great backcourts this year, and you played just fine against them. You just got to take what you've done this year. This Oregon team is no better than what you faced in the Big Ten. They're no better than what you faced non-conference-wise in Marquette because Marquette's got two really great guards, and you good against them. That's where you have to kind of reciprocate that and bring that into this Oregon game. Play with the same intensity that you've been playing with this entire tournament because this team, I mean, you've seen it. You saw it in Chucky even in this last game against Liberty is just – the intensity that he was playing with was almost like he finally was like, yep, let's go. You know, you saw him on the floor and he was, he was flexing. He was like, he was into the game. And that's what you love to see as your star guard. It took him until the Liberty game to finally show some emotion, but now he's finally getting into these games. And that's huge for this Wisconsin. Team. Yeah, I could agree with all that. I think you're going to have to see, you know, Stephen Crawl and Tyler Wall continue to be their big man that they are in the paint. They're still going to have to keep playing the way they have been. And I think you need to see a Seijin step up. He really hasn't done much against Bradley. He didn't do much against Liberty. So I think that this is going to be his breakout game. I think he's going to come out, and I think he's going to, you know, put up the performance like Chucky did, where you're kind of surprised. A Seijin's kind of in the question mark for me since this whole uh, tournament has started. He's kind of gone, even before that, he has kind of gone cold. He's kind of... He's a hit or miss shooter now, and it's like, well, what's going on inside of his head? I think he's one of those guys where he's got to see a shot go in, and then he finally gets back into rhythm. But the problem is he's not seeing that shot go in. He's getting a lot of. He's one of the best cutters. He can get to the rim, and that's where if he goes cold from the outside, you got to start working the cuts. When they were working these cuts, that's when they're getting their baskets. They're easy baskets when they're cutting to the basket. When they get the ball in the post and the backside backside roll, yeah. you got to work with that. I mean. Coming like going off of that, like when they are cutting, you need to hit those guys too. I mean, how many times do we sit there and we're like, "Oh my God, throw him the ball!" Like, throw Max the ball, throw Connor the ball. Like, Connor has all year. He's had people beat on his cuts, and it's like, give the guy the ball. Like, rifle it in there. Give him the ball. That's and that's that's the killer with Connor is though is that teams key up on him because no other guy from Wisconsin has really beat him from three. And that's where it kind of sucks is Klesman, Klesman can hit him, Chucky can hit him, but they haven't proven that they can be just these unstoppable shooters. A season has proven in games that once he gets on a roll, watch out, 
he's going to hit the next one. He's going to hit the next one. And that's where you're watching. And these other guys have to step up and show that. Because otherwise, a season, you watch him. Why does he get so open? Because the defender probably gets sick of having to chase him. Because he's running around for the whole 30-second shot clock. He's constantly moving, running around in this offense, trying to get himself open. Where these other guys, they really don't need much to stay open. And that's where you got to see these other guards really get into it and really get some of these defenders that have to come out on them because then that'll open up Connor for these shots. Yeah, that's one of the things, like, out of any Badger player, he's one of the only ones that's constantly moving, constantly, like, making himself available. I mean, you hate to see it because when they're running their swing offense, especially, like, when they hand it off to, like, Carter Gilmore. They still run that? Sometimes. You've seen them actually run an offense? But, I mean, like – Sometimes they don't even think they know what an offense is. Yeah. They just stand there and they just But, wait. I mean, so, like – Oh, there's five seconds on the shot clock. Let's set hey, it up. Hey, Chucky, go go drive to the lane and make a shot. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, so, like, when Chucky brings the ball down and he passes it off to, like, Stephen Crawl or Carter Gilmore, and the two of them are just looking to get it back to Chucky, they're not even, like, looking over where Connor Sejan's, like, running around. And, I mean, he's getting open over on the wing, but they're, like – I wish – Chucky – where are you? I wish I got to hand you the ball back, Chucky. <laughs> against Bradley, he did it. He finally got aggressive. And he was like, when he got the ball in the post, he was scoring. There was no, there was no, I'm looking for the kick out. There was none of that. He was scoring that basketball. And then you watch in these other games earlier on in the season, and it was the first thing that even the announcers noticed it. He's a, he's a well-oiled passer. He can pass the ball around. I don't want him to be a passer. When I give him the ball in the post, I want his first thought to be, how in the hell am I going to score on this guy who's on my back right now? And then when you get doubled, because then when he gets so far down in the post, that double comes, now your kickout's open. But when he's looking to pass right off the bat, that guy's not going to come down. When you become that scorer, look at Zach Eady. All season, look at how many double teams he drew. That was nuts. Look at Wisconsin when they played Purdue. How many times you saw just a Klesman was dangling on Edie's arm or Chucky was trying to follow him or a season was in there trying to grab onto the ball. Like, and they called fouls on him. I was like, come on, they're grabbing him at the crotch. Who cares? But <laughs> it was one of those things where that's where Crowell can be. He's he, Zach Edie's not that much better than Crowell. Crowell has shown that he is just as good in the post as Zach Edie is. Edie's got a couple inches on him. So what? But Crowell can be just as aggressive and he can score it just like Edie can. But that's where he's got to look to be aggressive. There's lots of times you watch Edie in there and all he does is catch, turn, shoot. Yeah. Simple as that. But the first thing he's thinking is I'm scoring this basketball. That's where Crowell yeah, needs Yeah, I mean, to that's the to. thing that, like, honestly, Wisconsin does so well when they get the ball in the post. Instead of just trying to go, you know, like front and back. So, like, they're just trying to back everyone down. Like, they're going to beat you going side to side with their post moves. Like, it is so hard to just stand behind them and be straight up and down. Because if you're straight up and down against any of these Badgers, even Chucky, they're going to go around you. Like, they're going to easily beat you going around you, going inside, going – you know, baseline. And I think that's one thing that they just need to kind of like keep building on and keep pushing through is, Hey, we can beat guys in the post because we're more athletic than these other teams in the post. Like we make you work in the post. I wish this was Steven Crow's sophomore year because when you watch him, you see so much of what Frank Kaminsky was late. Like, just the little bits and pieces. You see it. You see it from them. The three-point shooting, the ability to drive, everything in between, the post moves. You're starting to see it, but you're seeing it when he's in his late junior year, going into a senior. Yeah, he has his COVID year. He can play a fifth year. Uh, it'd be his fifth year. Yeah, he can play that extra year, but 
it's like you just wish he was a sophomore because Frank kind of came into it as a junior, got a little bit better, but then his senior year he took off. I, Crowell could take off. You watch against Bradley, that was the Stephen Crowell that's like, like Guard said, he could be on the, the Mount Rushmore of bigs at Wisconsin. He could. He could. If, if, he gets to, if he develops the game of being able to drive, drive to the basket just a little bit more athletic. And the thought of people saying Wisconsin doesn't have athletic guys, that's nuts. Because I would take Tyler Wall guarding a one on a guy's team or a four on a guy's team. He is, has the ability to do it. He can stay in front of anybody. So when people say Wisconsin athletic, that's just dumb. That's just that's just dumb. They can, they've proven they can yeah. guard anybody. But that's where you want to see if Crowell could take that next step. I think where some of that comes to, like where I think where some of the doubt about Wisconsin being, you know, not athletic comes from like their lack of the bench. Because obviously, like, and I mean, we do it too. Like every time we've talked about yeah. a pregame, when we've gone over and said like, hey, Who's going to be our big scorer? Like, we're never really talking about the bench. Like, every once in a while, we force ourselves to talk about the Badgers bench. But then again, like, we can sit here and say, like, I can sit here and say that I want Isaac Lindsay to play. I think he's going to go off today. Oh, he doesn't even get put in. Kamari McGee, he's going to go in. He's going to have a big game. Oh, he only played four minutes. Like, that's the issue right now. And I think that's where everyone's so lacking the confidence for the Badgers is that they – think they don't have athletic players because they just don't really use their bench and they don't really have a bench. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like, and, and I think part of the athleticism part that they like to bring up is the fact that Wisconsin doesn't score 80 to 90 points a game. That's what people want to watch these days, but that's not, that's never been Wisconsin's philosophy. If you watch, look at Virginia, how much they've made a living off of, we're going to hold you to 50 points and we're going to score 55. Yeah. Wisconsin does the same thing. They've done the same thing. If Bo Ryan was still coaching, it would still be the same thing. We're not going to score 80 points on you. We're going to hit our shots. We're going to hit our layups. We're going to hit our free throws. We're going to out-rebound you. We're going to win 60 to 55. Yeah. That's it. That's the game. And that's how Wisconsin plays. And that's basketball. That's real basketball. People want to watch 95 to 90 games. Wisconsin is keeping it real. They play basketball like you're supposed to play basketball. We're not going to play defense every other possession. We're going to play defense every possession. That's how they stayed in games this year. Yes, were they not as talented as Purdue? Probably not. Were they not as talented as Michigan State, as Indiana, as Illinois? Probably not. And that's what I like to see. And people just need to relax with what Greg Gard is doing because he's not doing anything really wrong except for not playing his bench as much as he should, utilizing what he has in, in, in-house in right now because he can't say that you don't have a bench but you don't use Isaac Lindsley. You don't use Isaac Lindsay. You can't say you don't have a bench and you don't use a guy. That's where it comes into that. He has a bench. He has decent guys coming off the bench. Jordan Davis can give you decent minutes. Can he hit a shot? Probably not. He shot one against Liberty. He hit it, and I was like, when he shot it, I was like, no way. That's not going to go, but he hit it. And that's where it's like you have these guys on your bench. You have the ability to play with big teams. You played with Purdue. You played with Kansas. Two number one seeds in the tournament. You can play with these good teams. You know it. And that's where Wisconsin is. You need If you keep winning this NIT, you're proving that, is that we belonged in that big tournament. We just we had some unlucky stretches. We had some injuries. We had some shots not go down. We had some uh, other teams had some shots go down. It was the whole season like that. And that's where you prove it in this NIT tournament. And I'd love to see them take care of Oregon. I would really love to see it. Get to Vegas and then see what happens. Yeah, I think that obviously – between the three they've played, so between Bradley, Liberty, and Oregon, Oregon's going to be their toughest matchup. 
and they're going to really have to come out and prove themselves. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. I think if the Badgers can play the way they have, I think it's going to look a lot like when they played Purdue. And I think score-wise, it's going to look really close. And I do think it's going to come down to the last two minutes of the game. I think the Badgers can definitely do it. I don't want it to, but I think that's where it's going to go. It's going to come down to the last two minutes. I know, but I'm just if it, if it wants to come down to that, sure. But my stress levels really can't handle any more games like that. But uh, if it's going to come down to that, hopefully a different outcome. Then. Well, yeah, I, I, again, I said the same thing. I want it to be, you know, better outcome, obviously. But I think it's going to come down to the well, end. And against Purdue, I mean, against Purdue, you had the big guy for Purdue. Zach Eady had zero fouls through the entire, you know, and, and that's how the hell does that even happen? And then you look at that Purdue game and with you take Zach Eady out of that game. You take Zach Eady off Purdue. You just watch their backcourt against Fairleigh Dickinson. You take Zach Eady off that team, that team is nothing. Wisconsin beats Purdue without Zach Eady there. Simple as that. And that's where in this game, you play it exactly like you just said. Play it exactly like you just played against Purdue. You'll be fine. This team is nowhere near what Purdue was or what Purdue was playing like. So you play exactly like that, you'll be fine. Just keep playing like you have been. Work the ball inside. Get the Your outside shots will come. This team is not a bad three-point shooting team. Get Get the get it going inside first, then work your way yeah. outside. So we're hoping, Badger fans, that this is not the end of our Badger pregame. We're hoping for at least two more. But make sure you're cheering. Yeah, I don't want to do a season <laughs> wrap-up yet. Season wrap-up yeah. is going to be sad. We, I don't we're not ready for yet. that. But, yeah, tune, tune in tonight. It's an 8 o'clock game. I'm really hating these freaking late games because I got to get up early the next morning. It's because it's out west. Everybody, that's why I haven't watched the Pac-12 all season <laughs> long because the games tip at 9.30 at night. It's like, I'll watch a half hour before I go to I bed. know, but that's we had it. an 8.30 tip in Madison. Like, what the heck is that? Yeah, that's cool. Though. Nope. Under the lights. Nope. Under the lights. Under the lights at the Kohl Center. <laughs> yeah, with the... Uh, for maybe bottom bowl, maybe being full. <laughs> hey, hey, that Cole Center was loud for the bottom bowl only being full against Liberty. That's all I know. But yeah, so hey, Badger fans, make sure you're cheering. And we hope that we're going to be seeing you for another Badger pregame. Later, guys. Deuces, Badger Nation.